Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and you're about to connect to a replay of the Multiply 2021 event. We want to thank our sponsors who made this event possible. Operation Christmas Child by Samaritan's Purse, Thomas Nelson and the Abide Bible, and the Pastor Fish app by Elfenworks Productions. In this Multiply 2021 event, we'll sit down with Dr. Sam Chand, John Bevere, and Lisa Bevere to discuss John's new book, Multiply, Multiplying Your God-Given Potential. Let's get started. Well, you know, here's the the bottom line. Nobody is ever going to be fulfilled in life until they take the unique God-given giftings that he's given us and multiply them for the benefit of those in our world of influence. And this whole message began when one of our partners asked me this simple question. It was about six years ago. He said, hey, John, I'm worth $9 million, my net worth. My wife and children are cared for life. I just turned 50. Why should I continue to work at the pace I've been working for for the last 20 years to build my net worth up to 35 million plus? And, you know, I realized it was a really unique moment. And I looked inside. I said, God, what do I say to this guy? And I said to him, I said, well, let me answer your question with another scenario. I said, I now, and at that time I was about 54 years old. I said, I'm 54 years old. I have gotten on planes and traveled over 12 million miles all over the world. I've stayed in little tiny hotel rooms like I'm in right now uh, for 200 nights a year. I have left my family. I have fought jet lag. I have eaten, eaten the craziest foods in some of these 60 nations that I've gone to. You know, I've written 17 books now. My wife's cared for life. My children are cared for life. Why should I write another book? Why should I get on another plane? Well, he actually laughed at me. He said, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when you face Jesus. And I said, Stan, you just said the exact same thing. And I'll never forget the the little smirk he had on his face, laughed, and he took his eyes off a downtown LA freeway and he said, what are you talking about? I said, Stan, it's very simple. Every single one of us has a calling, a divine calling on our life. And with that calling comes unique giftings. And those giftings will help us accomplish that calling. But we're stewards of those giftings, which means we can do whatever we want with those giftings. So we can do one of three things. There's only three options we have with the gifts that God's given us. I said, number one, we can use those gifts only to benefit ourselves and our family. I said, or number two, we can use them as intended to build the kingdom of God. Or number three, we can just sit on them and do nothing. And I said, Stan, you have seen the gift on my life, writing and leading and teaching. You have connected my dots on how it builds the kingdom, how it and building the kingdom means to benefit people's lives. I said, the problem is you haven't connected your dots. I said, every one of these callings and giftings connect to directly building the kingdom of God. Well, you know, six months later, we were on the phone again. He said, John, I've been haunted in a good way for the last six months by what you spoke to me. And I said, well, what are you doing about it? He said, I am busting my rear end to build my net worth up to 35 million for one reason. I want to give more to build the kingdom of God. 
And so I don't care if you're an ER nurse. I don't care if you're a hairstylist. I don't care if you're a third grade teacher, stay home mom. Every single one of us have these amazing, unique God-given gifts that he's given us so that we can build his kingdom and always translate building the kingdom into building up people's lives because the kingdom is built on living stones, which is human beings. So it's a figurative thing that God gives us. Now, another story that will help you understand what I'm talking about tonight. I have a friend who pastors a very large church, several, uh, tens of thousands of people, and he was getting ready for his yearly conference. And he's walking through the sanctuary the day before the conference began, and there was a very well-known medical doctor in his city putting pamphlets on the seats for the delegates the next day. My pastor friend rushed over to him and said, doctor, doctor, you don't need to be doing this. We've got volunteers, we've got interns. You don't need to be doing this. And the doctor rebuked my friend. The doctor said, pastor, I take one week a year off of my medical practice so I can build the kingdom of God. Please don't take this from me. I have cried over this situation because here's the situation. This doctor sees one week a year, he gets to build the kingdom of God. But that means 51 weeks a year, he is in the secular. So one week a year, he's in the sacred. 51 weeks a year, he's in the secular, earning a living. For most people out there today in the church, they see their 90 minutes of Sunday morning service as the sacred. They see their 30 minutes in morning and prayer as the sacred but the rest of the time is secular. I have news for you tonight, 24 seven is sacred. God has called every single one of us and he's uniquely positioned us and we have been given those gifts to cause us to flourish. If you look at Daniel, he distinguished himself among the government leaders. Daniel was not a minister, he was a government leader in Babylon. However, he was raised in this little nation called Israel. He was brought into the most powerful nation of the world. The king interviewed Daniel and his three friends and determined they were 10 times stronger, wiser, more innovative and creative than their best leaders in Babylon. Daniel began to come up with ideas that they had never thought of before. He was promoted above every single one of them. Now, I want you to think with me. Why did they make it a law that he couldn't pray? I'll tell you why. Because those leaders in Babylon, those other government leaders that he was promoted above, were scratching their heads going, we don't get this. We were trained by the best teachers in the world, the most knowledgeable scientists, the best leaders in the world. This guy and his friends have come out of this little country. Where are they coming up with these ideas? It must be this thing called prayer. When Jesus said that we are to distinguish ourselves, okay, he is talking about being a light. And Jesus made a statement, let your light shine that men may see your good works, not hear your good scriptures. Now, don't get me wrong. Preach. We are called to preach the gospel. But one of the things that will cause people to listen to us is when we take these God-given gifts and we excel. Now, let me tell you why we will excel. These God-given gifts in us are supernatural abilities. They're actually God's ability that he places on our life. As most of you know, one of mine is writing. I've written 22 books. They're in 129 languages and tens of millions right now. However, what many people don't understand is my very worst subject in high school was English, creative writing, and foreign language. So when God came to me in 1991 and said, son, I want you to write, 
I laughed. I said, God, you have absolutely got the wrong person. I think you have so many kids now on the planet, you're getting us confused with one another. I didn't do anything. 10 months later, two women came to me from two different states in the United States, and they made this statement. They said, John Bevere, if you don't if you don't write, God will give the messages to somebody else, and one day you'll have to give an account for it. And what I did is I took a notebook piece of paper, okay? I'm sitting here right now. I got a piece of paper. We didn't have iPads in 1992. And I wrote a con- I wrote the word contract on top. And I said, God, I think you're making, I wrote a contract with God. I said, I think you're making a huge mistake. I said, I can't write, therefore I need grace. And now the books are in the tens of millions. That's a gift. Now, Here's the thing I want everybody to listen carefully to me about. Your God-given gift, and this is, I'm going to say this is a, a misconception in so many Christians' minds. This is what they think. If I live godly, if I live Christ-like, then the God-given gifts in me will automatically work. They will be engaged. That couldn't be further from the truth. Now, I may have shocked you with that statement. Let me show you a man in the New Testament. He was considered to be, by the Apostle Paul, the most godly in character Paul had ever met. His name was Timothy. Paul wrote to the entire church of Philippians, and he said, I have not met a man with such Christ-like character as Timothy. Yet Paul has to write to Timothy twice two different letters at the very end of Paul's life and say, Timothy, your God-given gift is dormant. It's not operating. You must engage it. Now, if being godly stirs up the gift in us, that means Timothy would have had it stirred up to the maximum potential. So just living godly does not engage our supernatural gifts. Now, why do we call the book multiplication? It's because... Jesus talks about this parable. You see, prior to me being 50 years old, it was when I was 50 years old. I'm now 61 years old. But up till the time I was 50 years old, if you said the word faithful to me, I would immediately think of this. Steadfast, consistent, dependable, reliable, true, devoted. That was my definition of faithful. And it's correct. And that is what the thesaurus says. However, what I didn't understand is one of the most important biblical definitions of the word faithful. It is the word multiplication. You say, now, wait a minute, John, where do you get that from? You have to look at the parable of the talents. Now, a talent is a measure of money. And how many of you guys out there know that whenever Jesus is talking about parables, he's telling the story of parables. He's not talking about what he's talking about. (laughs) What do I mean by that? Uh, He uses wheat for godly people. He uses tares for ungodly people. He uses reapers for angels. He used seeds for the word of God. Well, the same thing in the parable of the talents. He's not talking about bags of money. He's talking about our God-given gifts. If you look, there are three servants in Matthew chapter 25 that Jesus talks about. So two of the servants multiply their God-given gifts. 
All right, one multiplies from five to 10, the other from two to four. The master returns, and this is what the master says. After a long trip, the Bible says. So in other words, he's not micromanaging what they're doing with their gifts. God's not micromanaging you, okay? This is what a steward does. He takes care of something that belongs to somebody else and then later on gives an account for it. So Jesus makes it clear. He goes on a long trip and these guys immediately get to work. Now, with COVID, with the racial tensions we experienced in our nation last year, the tendency is to withdraw. However, Jesus made the statement, occupy until I come. So in other words, we have the word of the Lord from our Lord Jesus Christ, not to draw back, not to preserve, not to protect, but to occupy. Now is the time to do it. This is what's going to cause us to stand out. So the first two people, they, they multiply their gifts from five to 10 and two to four. You know what the master says to them? Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, if I stop right there, we just know he's a faithful servant, right? But he makes a statement, and go read it in Matthew 25. He said, you were faithful. Now, wait a minute. There is no other virtue. There is no other work or quality that is described other than the fact that those two guys purely multiplied. So Jesus directly equates being faithful with multiplication. You were faithful. You multiplied. That's all they did. That's the only thing in the parable. So therefore, to be faithful in God's eyes is to multiply. If you go back to the original commandment that God gave to mankind when he put them on the earth, he said, be fruitful and multiply. God wasn't just saying, have babies. That's part of it. God was saying, anything I entrust to you, return it back to be multiplied. This is why I love Sam Chan. Sam Chan has diligently, diligently, diligently for years, he's one of my favorite people on the earth. He has taken what God has given him. He is an extraordinary leader. He is an extraordinary man that can see things in organizations that others can't see. Well, this man has tirelessly worked to build the kingdom of God with that gift on his life. He is a faithful servant. God entrusted to Sam Chan a leadership gift. He is multiplying it to benefit multitudes. So that means, first of all, don't look down on the gift that God has given you. Your gift is valuable. In fact, Paul said the parts of the body, if you look at my body, I've got many different parts, right? It takes some guys eight years to get their doctor's degree to understand how this body works. Every single member has a function, and if you look at what Paul said, the members of the body that are not seen, we put more honor on. So you get attention for legs, right? You've heard people say, whoa, what a set of legs that girl's got. But you never get attention on a liver. You've never seen somebody say, whoa, that's a beautiful liver you've got. So you can live without a leg, but you can't live without a liver. I don't know why we put the premium on platform gifts. I'm going to tell you a true story. I met with a multi-billionaire in 2019. He asked for a meeting. We had a three-hour meeting. I was supposed to minister to him. He ministered to me. He said, John, I was reading all the New York Times best-selling books on, on business. He said, but my business was floundering. He said, then one day I'm watching my pastor preach, and I realized he's called to do what he's called to do, and he depends on the Holy Spirit. 
I'm called to be in the marketplace. Why don't I depend on the Holy Spirit? So he said, I got a notebook paper out every single morning, put it on my desk. And what I did is I wrote down what the Holy Spirit told me to do. He said, the Holy Spirit was telling me to do things that seemed insignificant. They seemed irrelevant. They didn't seem important. But he said, I made the commitment. He said, all of a sudden, my businesses started exploding. He said, the Holy Spirit told me to do something. I did it 20 times. He said, I bought 20 hospitals in Vietnam. Then he told me how he bought the second largest bank in the world. I was in awe. So if all of us would take our calling seriously, we would engage our gifts and multiply to benefit the lives of those around us. Sam, I'd love to dialogue with you right now on this. I, I, I think I just set us up to have a dialogue. Do you want to do you want to come back in and let's talk about this for a few minutes if you're if you're if you would like, or actually Virgil, if you want to come back in, but there they both are. Hi guys. But I hope this sets us up to have a real good dialogue because I really believe this is a prophetic word, Sam. I really believe that God is calling us to the greatest harvest of souls that we have ever beheld in our lifetime or ever even heard about. And I don't believe this harvest of souls is going to happen inside the four walls of the church or in conference centers. I believe it's going to happen in the educational realm, in the marketplace, in government, in athletics, in the arts. And I believe it's because people are going to distinguish themselves and multiply with their God-given gifts. Thank you, John. That is just totally amazing. I love you, love you, love you, love you, Lisa. I just, you're just incredible people. As I was listening to you, and you know, right here, and right here, all the cards, you know, yeah, well read. Uh, the thought that goes through my mind is a lot of people get what you're talking about, but there's also got to be on the other side the heart of generosity because you're never given talents for yourself. They, they all belong to the master, right? I mean, he came, he gave, he took. So uh, so our gifts, the, the multiplication is never for us. And I, I know you make that plain in the book. It is always to help other people to do what they're doing. However, talk to me a little bit about, you've traveled all over the world. I mean, your book's 129 uh, uh, languages, tens of millions of books. I'd love for you to talk about how so many people are so gifted. They recognize their talent. They want to be used in it, but they want to hoard it for themselves. Uh, so talk a little bit about the heart of generosity. Before you do that, I just want to say to you, so uh, in 2006, we were building a Bible college in India. And in my father's memory, and I remember reaching out to you and saying, hey, John, hey, Lisa, I'm building a school there. Can you help? And out of the generosity of your heart, you gave us your entire library of books. And not only do you give it to us, but the real money you spent was on shipping it <laughs> all the way to India to getting it there, thousands of dollars. So God gave you a gift. You wrote a contract on a piece of paper, but your and Lisa's generosity is a hallmark that God uses. So talk to us a lot about us having a spirit of generosity that takes us beyond what we just say, okay, 
I have this gift, I want to multiply, and then what? You got to be able to get it out there. Sam, the happiest times of our life have been the last 10 years because 10 years ago <clears throat> in prayer, Lisa and I felt that we were to give our books, what God had entrusted to us, to every pastor in the world that couldn't afford them. And to this end, we have actually now given away over 41 million books uh, to pastors and leaders in 226 nations in 111 languages. And um, now we have just recently developed a multi-million dollar app that now those pastors, it's, it's in 111 languages, those pastors can give it to every person in their church or any Christian anywhere on the planet can do it. Well, what I didn't realize when God said to do it, I was terrified at first, Sam, to be honest with you, so was Lisa, but I, what I didn't realize is how much joy it brought to my heart. And that is the principle of investing. When the master leaves those, those guys, he says, do business. He's saying, invest what I've given you. You will never see multiplication unless you put the seed into the ground. One wheat kernel is going to yield approximately 50 kernels. And so the whole thing comes down to this. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve and give his life. If you look at that, that, that defines the core of our calling. He said, you don't need to seek the things that all the unbelievers seek after. You don't have to seek all of that. Just seek first to build the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And the kingdom can only be advanced by us giving and sowing. So there is a principle. We can never outgive God because the Bible says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And Sam, I'm extremely extracted, distracted because my absolutely amazing wife just came on. Baby, I love you. You look so beautiful tonight and I miss you. <laughs> how, how cool is that? that <laughs> so so the, the whole issue of generosity in the kingdom of God has to be beyond the offering and the tithe and the money. I think that's all cool and wonderful, but I'm hearing you say God has blessed you. And how are you going to take that um, and multiply it, not for yourself, it's never for you. It's always for others. It's not for John and Lisa. It is for the world and uh, almost 220 plus countries and 111 languages. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people say this, Sam. They say, "Hey, the only reason that you should give is just out of the generosity of your heart." Well, that's just not true because when Paul talked to the Corinthian church, he said, "A farmer who plants only a few seeds gets a small harvest." He said, "But a farmer that plants a lot of seeds gets a huge harvest." He was specifically talking about giving a financial gift to those Corinthians. So there's two reasons. Our first, our motive should always be to give out of a generous, loving heart. However, a farmer would be considered very, very unwise if he went and planted all these seeds in the field and then walked away right before his harvest. He would be considered wasteful. God even gave for a purpose. He loved us. The motivation was he so loved the world, but he gave his son. Why? Because he wanted many sons and daughters. He looked for a harvest. And so the number one motivation for us giving is always to give. It's a heart of love. However, it is very unwise for us to, to not believe for the harvest. 
I believe the reason God gave Lisa and I the ability to give 41, over 41 million resources away is because in the very first year we did it, we, we stretched our faith as large as we could. We gave away 271,700 books. It took every bit of faith. I mean, Lisa said she actually tasted throw up in her mouth when I said we were going to do it. But I look at what we did this, this past year in 2020 during COVID, we gave away over 6 million books. So we started with 271,000. Now we're over 6 million books, resources, excuse me, a course is a resource, a year. And so it, because we give books and courses. So you always under, you always have to understand that you start with what you have right now. What is in your hand? That's what God said to Moses, right? Whatever God's given you, you, you invest it into others, right? And that's what begins the multiplication process. So can I rewind to just about 60 seconds back to what you just said, that when you mentioned that to Lisa, uh, she had a different response to it. I would love, because so many of our people are, uh, you know, sitting with the husbands, wives, families, listening to you right now. I mean, this is just totally profound and mind-blowing to think about faithfulness into multiplication. I mean, that's a book everyone needs to get. Uh, and, and, and I mean, there's, it's all kinds of resources there. Can you and or Lisa together or by yourself unpack that dynamic of, so God is talking to you and Lisa is looking at you. And uh, <laughs> so, so how, walk us through that journey because I think that is an amazing journey to, to walk through and we, you know, we, 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 I'm the president of the John and Lisa Bevere fan club. So, so yeah, you know, I just, just totally, totally love you, honor you, respect you. I mean, I mean, you are just awesome. And Lisa is just awesome. So, so we look at you and we think, you know, Holy Spirit says the same thing to John and Lisa at the same time. And you know, they meet up at the breakfast table and they say the same things, but you just said, that you said this and she said that. Walk us through that. Do you ahead, want babe. me to say that, babe? Okay, so John will get things in his spirit, Sam. And Sam, what an honor to be on with you. And I love that John is putting out this story so that other, other couples can see the struggle is real. So we're sitting around a table and John has just been pondering something and I can see it in his eyes. I can feel it in his bearing. It's Christmas time. And I'm like, what are you pondering? And he said, you know what? I'm just, I'm just meditating on some things. I'll, I'll tell you all about it when we get together as a group. So Sam, I found out what everybody else found out. John <laughs> said, Lisa, it has come into my heart to give away 250,000 books. Sam, I promptly threw up in my mouth. I didn't taste throw up, I threw up. I thought, what is he trying to do? He's trying to destroy us. We are in a downturn economy and my husband's like, Let's just give away more than we've ever given away. And Addison and I both made eye contact and we tried to talk John into bringing it down to 100,000. And Sam, I remember my husband, he made a fist, the fist went up, it went down on the table and he said, my faith is attached to 250,000 books. And at that point, Sam, 
we all stood up, joined hands, and prayed a prayer that scared what was scared inside of us. You know, like when something is so big, it is so scary. You got to pray a prayer that is scarier. And I remember watching God come through for us. I didn't mean it was easy. That didn't mean it wasn't a challenge. It didn't mean I didn't get mad at John. It didn't mean that I thought he was, that I never thought he was crazy. Uh, I think that first year I gave so much money just because I wanted the whole thing to be done. And I thought, we'll never do this again. But it went forward and God did exceedingly abundantly. So, yes. so, so Lisa, Lisa, so again, you guys say so much good stuff and just in passing. So, so here, you just said it was not easy. I call it the muddy middle. I call it the muddy middle. So muddy middle is you're all excited at the table. You are praying a prayer of faith. You're rebuking everything, loosening everything, doing, I mean, doing what you're doing. You know, you're calling heaven down. Hell is, I mean, you, you are praying that kind of prayer. And that is exciting. Journey starts. And I know you're looking for 250,000 because at that time you're not looking at 41 million. <laughs> start somewhere. <laughs> so, so you're looking at 250,000. However, the distance between starting the journey, I mean, it's all right to talk about the story now that he thumbs his, his fist on the table. Now it makes a great story, but at that time it is here. And now, you know, you're looking for 250,000 there, but in the middle is what I call the muddy middle in which you get bogged down, it is tough. Tell us about that. Because so many, I mean, there are thousands on this line, Lisa, right now, who are watching the two of you on the screen, and, and you're the power couple, in the sense of what God has done in your life, what, what you have done through your life, and God has allowed it to happen. And we think like God speaks, and it happens. So walk us through how should we respond to those muddy, middle, difficult, bogged down days of our life? Well, you know, John has this incredible gift of faith and vision. And I have learned that when he gets that adamant about something, that I better just go with it. And so I remember actually realizing that 100,000 books, even though that's a huge amount, that was actually something we could do in our own strength. And God was pushing us into a realm where we had to rely on him, but then we had to be creative. And so I remember Addison and I thinking, let's get John off on a trip. If we can just get him off on a trip, he won't add any more numbers. 250 is a great number. And then we thought, how do we tell the story? And you have to sit down. And when a visionary says, this is where I see us going, I get to be the person that is the language. John is the vision, I am the language. And our team puts together the story around the language and around the vision. And I think, Sam, what John and I learned a long time ago was he has this incredible gift of vision. But once he says something, then he turns it over to me to actually have the language around. <laughs> and so it's kind of like the father gives a command and the mama gives the instruction. And so we just kind of got in the middle and, and Sam, he did not give us enough time to do this. John, is that not true? 
I mean, you didn't give us a year to plan out a golf tournament. What did you give us? Like five months? Five months. Yes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we didn't even know if we could do it, but God. But and I, I will say, and, and this is so important to the husbands and wives, because there's a lot of them out there watching, learn the gifts that God has put in your spouse. I, I am not near the storyteller that Lisa is. I am not near as good with language as Lisa is. Lisa is a master at this. So I don't interfere with her area. I try to help, but I leave the final say-so on how we communicate, how we tell a story. I mean, telling a story is so important, and Lisa is the best. So I, I rejoice in that in Lisa. And I realize that I'm the guy that I just have this ability to, you know, God speaks to me and I'm like, nothing will stop me. I'm like a freight train. I'm just like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going forward. Okay. And I realize that's what he's put in me. And so I find that a lot of times, unfortunately, a husband is jealous of what God's put in his wife or a wife might be jealous of what God's put in her husband. When in reality, they're one. Lisa and I are one flesh. I'm not complete in myself. I couldn't do what I've done in this, in Messenger International without Lisa Bevere. And what we've loved, Sam, is when Lisa and I first started ministry, it was always the man, the man, the man, and the woman kind of was in the background taking care of the kids. Well, now it's totally transformed. I believe it's where God wants it to be where the husbands and wives are recognizing their strengths and they're working together. And so our heart's desire is to be an inspiration to millions of couples of how a couple can work together. Do you have difficulties? Absolutely. Do you have conflict? Absolutely. But we only see conflict as us wrestling through situations to get the God plan, if that makes sense. So if I could broaden the conversation uh, from beyond husband, wife. Mm -hmm. uh, so you realize God wants to write books. You realize whatever is multiplied needs to be multiplied. But then in our ecosystem, in our atmosphere and environment are those people who really remind you, you are not good in English, not good in creative writing. <laughs> you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. So, so all of us have somebody or some bodies who speak uh, negativity or this, uh, pessimism, or they will say things like, uh, have you prayed about it? Are you sure it is God? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. So I would love for both of you to talk a little bit about when, when, people who come around you who are not supporting the vision, who are not speaking life and joy and, and energy into you, who are not agreeing in faith with you, how do you, how do you deal with those people? Do you cut them off? Do you build barriers? Do you quarantine them for 14 days? <laughs> Is there a vaccine against them? I mean, I mean, but, but you know, there are people like that. So, uh, so I'd love for both of you to speak to how do you deal with negative voices in your life? Babe, you go first. So we have learned that there are people that God has brought into our life to speak into our life. Our board members speak into our life. They're on our board because we greatly respect them. You love some of our board members. You know them. And we listen to them. 
But I, I am the person that says, wait a minute. If you don't have the, the, if you haven't earned that place, and what I mean by earned is faithful, being a faithful friend, being there with me in the hard times, being there with me in the triumphant times. If you've not earned that place, I will listen, but if you persist on an avenue of actually speaking against what God has put in my heart, I, I will come to the point where I, I'm like, I will avoid you. Because I I do know that faith can be killed. Yes. It, can, it can be killed by words. Yes. Um, I was telling a story at dinner tonight of our international director, a, a husband and a wife were battling cancer in her for years, a Chinese pastor and his wife, and a, a minister came from the United States, and he said, what's the sign above her bed? Because the pastor asked him to pray for the wife, and the pastor said, Isaiah 53, by his stripes, she was healed. And he said, no, 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 that's only speaking spiritually. That does have nothing to do with physical. Well, after a three-year battle, she died a month later. <clears throat> and what happened was her faith, his faith, was affected by that minister denying the fact that they were standing on an incorrect or, or saying they were standing on an incorrect promise. So you have to protect, you have to guard your heart. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to, if you persist on speaking against and saying it can't be done, I'm going to avoid listening to you. I'm going to avoid engaging with you. Uh, that's putting it pretty blunt, but I don't want to go to bed at night second-guessing myself. And I will say this, that I always, always ask God to attach a scripture when he speaks to me. Uh, we made the decision to give our app. We just created this app. It's in 111 languages. It's got 30 courses on it. It's got some of my books. Two weeks ago, you would have had to pay $20 for that book, right? The audio book, you would have to pay $10 for that We've put several on for free on this app. And we were we were meeting as a group in November determining we thought we were going to uh, ask for an offering for um, the English-speaking people so that they could cover the expenses of this app. It's huge. It's millions of dollars. And just give it in all the other languages for free. And I was in prayer that morning, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, read Ephesians 5. And I went over to Ephesians 5, and I got, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm reading about marriage? And he said, he washes, he sanctifies his church with the water of the word, preparing her for him. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, he said, if you will wash the bride with my, with my word, free of charge, I will take care of you. Well, Sam, that's all I needed. I had that word from the scripture, I knew. And so I walked into that meeting that day, two months ago, and I said, guys, we're going to give it away free to the English-speaking world. We're not going to require an offering. We're not going to charge a monthly fee. We are giving this. God will provide for us. So I don't want people saying to me, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? this will never work. You'll sink the ministry. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to my wife. I'm going to listen to my son's. I'm going to listen to my board members, and I presented it all to them, and they all agreed. They said, we think we should do, you should do this. This is a God idea. 
And so learn who the people are that God has put in your life to speak into your life and listen to them. If everybody else is speaking contrary, just block it out. That's right. So, uh, Pastor Lisa? Yes. Well, John is Italian and I am Sicilian. So we have different responses on things. If I have people come against me, the more I actually think I'm right. I The more resistance I feel, the more I'm like, this is God. So I have found that I can usually measure a God idea by how much resistance I feel. You know, Sam, um, a long, long time ago when John and I were first married, we've been married, we're coming up on 39 years. So first year of our marriage, I had no skill set. I had no job. I, I just was, I was just in this place where John just said, sit home and figure out what, what is in your heart to do. And I sat down to make a list of the things that were dreams in my heart. I was 22 years of age. I'm 60 now. So it was 38 years ago. And I remember saying things like, I want to go snowboarding or skiing. Those things came easy. But when I started to write the things that were destiny things, Sam, I remember I said, I want to, I want to travel. I heard, who would ever pay for you to travel? Why would you ever travel? Where would you ever go? You don't have a passport. And I thought, what in the world? I thought, I'm going to write a book. I heard, you're horrible. You hate turning in your English books. You never, your English papers, you don't even do an outline. But then I said, wait, there was a teacher who said I had a gift. But I remember every single thing that was a God dream in my heart. I sent such resistance. No one in your family has done this. What are they going to say about you doing this? Who do you think you are? What do you have to say? These loud noises in my head. Now, I've learned with my husband, I'm probably his biggest, Addison calls me a contrarian. I am his biggest person to say, wait a minute, what do you mean you're giving everything away? Are you giving my stuff away too? What just happened here? We're going to have to talk about this. Uh, John loves to ambush me. But what, what I have loved is when I can push him and realize that he says, God is speaking this to me, then I'll back off. And, and then I don't question his authority. I ask the questions of, okay, how are we doing this? What is this going to look like? When is this going to happen? How will this affect the other things that we are doing? Will we ever launch a course again? Will we ever sell a book again? What are we doing? You know, and, and John said to me, Lisa, we don't charge people to walk into a church building. How can I charge people to hear the word of God? And when he said that, it just hit me. And I thought, you're right. You're right. We need to open up hearts. And do we believe the scripture when it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger? And we, I thought, yeah, I do. And um, yeah, I, I don't think there's ever been a greater time for the word multiply. I mean, Sam, you've had so many people join because we are operating in the opposite spirit of this world. This world is dividing. This world is divisive. This world is not cooperating. And so I love that you put a big banner and said, we're going to multiply. 
And husbands and wives are created to multiply the gifting on one another. The wife isn't just to support the gifting on her husband. She's called to multiply the gifting on her husband. And the husband is called to multiply what is on his wife. And Sam, I remember you coming to our office and we were on this crazy, John crazy schedule, Lisa crazy schedule. And you said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys have to be more focused at doing things together. And I thought, no, I don't want to do things with him. It's harder to do things with him. I want to do things without him. And John and I had to have a long conversation about, yes, it was harder, but that doesn't mean it wasn't better. And too many couples are living separate lives and building separately. And we want to be people who are going to do the hard things because that is where the fruit is going to be. You know, I'd love to say something. Yes, there, have been, there have been times I've had stupid ideas and I welcome Lisa challenging me because it always shows me, is this really a heart thing? Did I really get this from the spirit of God? Or is this just a little whim of me trying to bring something forth? And I have found that when Lisa challenges a little whim, I realize it after she challenges me. So husbands or wives, either one or business partners, don't, don't automatically throw away a challenge. Don't say, oh, I don't even want to hear this. You need to answer that because these are the, you know, the questions that, if you don't answer now, you're going to get in the middle of this building project and all of a sudden you're going to realize I don't have enough to finish it. Jesus said, you got to first sit down and count the cost. And what Lisa's done for me is she's helped me determine, is this a cost that I really believe God wants us to pay and or is this just a whim? And so it's so important that you don't just cut off those people that are supposed to speak into your life. I'm so glad that you all are talking about that. Hey, Virgil, give me five more minutes and I'm going to come to you. I see you impatiently waiting over there. I know you got some stuff to say. Yes, so sir. When, I, when I picked up this book, when I picked up this book, uh, John and Lisa, when I picked up this book, I know it says multiply, but to me it said X. And, <laughs> and to me it says the X factor. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, when I was going through this, I made some notes to myself. And, and one of the things I wrote down my notes is the X factor is finding that X in your life and giving your life to it, mm. whatever mm. that X is. Uh, right. So since we are talking Italian stories, Sicilian stories, let me tell you an Indian story. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 111 languages and probably 100 of them are from India. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've been there, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thank you so much for investing in, in the land of uh, that I came from. So in my 10th grade, in 10th grade, uh, my parents enrolled me in the best school in our town, St. Francis High School, uh, the most prestigious, the most expensive. They didn't have the money. I later found out, Lisa and John, that my dad was spending 25% of his monthly income just on my fees. Wow. Well, I did not have any sense of appreciation for that. They wanted me to have a good education. And, my, and I flunked my entire 10th grade. I flunked my gr entire, there were 13 subjects, 13 subjects. Uh, you know, average flunkies flunk one or two or three subjects. But if you're going to flunk, have some dignity about yourself, you know. <laughs> so I flunked all 13 subjects. Well, uh, 
so our culture, at least when I was growing up, uh, was a culture of shame, culture of shame. So at the, the family, uh, uh, many of the Eastern cultures are built around that, you know, it is when you mess up, the whole family is shamed. Uh, how could your son, how could your daughter uh, do that? And so I, my family went into shame. I had to move from that school to a downgraded school. And I finally got my high school from there and barely was struggling along. But what I did not know, Lisa, and what I didn't know John was, I flunked my 10th grade, but God had me as a university president in 1989. Now, so people listening to us right now here, you talk, John, how God spoke to you, and you, Lisa, how God spoke to me, and I'm telling my story. But what we have to believe is that we were placed on this planet with purpose, and that purpose is inside of us. And whatever that purpose is, has to be there because I talk to people on a regular basis. You do too, who say the same thing in different ways. I know there's more. I know there's more, but they're looking for that big more out there rather than just taking the first step and the second step. So you didn't give away 41 million by starting 41 million. You started with 270 to 150,000. And Lisa had faith for 100. She was funding the first 100. So all you had to do was worry about the 170 left. <laughs> so I think, I think there's God, what I call godly discontent, that God is saying something to us. But if we could just, just, just listen to that. And I'm also aware of when we get to heaven, there'll only be two questions, only two questions. Question number one will be, did you believe? That's your passport to get into heaven. The second question will be what? this whole book is about, hey, listen, if you don't have this, you got to get it. Now, I've not been told to tell you all that, but I thought it'd be appropriate. Since this blessed me, that should be blessing you. The second question that will be asked in heaven is the thesis of this book. What did you do with what I gave you? Mm -hmm. Wow. So one is, did you believe, okay, that gets me in, but my rewards are based on what did you do with what I gave you? And to all of us is given that gift. And whatever that gift is, earlier on, John, you were talking about whether you're a housewife, whether you're a school teacher, whether you're a surgeon, but it doesn't matter who you are, you've been given something. Mm -hmm. and, and it is not for us, it is for other people. But it has been a delight and honor. Virtually, I know you got, I know we hijacked this from you. You were all ready with everything here. Uh, so sorry about that. So Virgil, take it away and uh, we'll jump back in. Hey, I am enjoying this conversation with my friends, Dr. Sam Chan, John, and Lisa Bevere. I think this is a good moment for a dance break. Everybody who's right now, we got some more Lisa Bevere coming. We got some Sam Chan, but this is a good minute. Look, if you can't see Sam, Dr. Sam on your screen, he's doing the robot, right? <laughs> Hey, I'm so pumped to be here. Multiply 2021. I want to say something. John was just, John was doing the Macarena. Did you, I, I saw it because I can see here, all the panelists. By the way, if you're, if you're in the Zoom chat, make sure you put the settings to all attendees and panels. We want to see your comments. We're talking about this book. And by the way, can I just say, talking about uh, all this generosity, I've been so blessed by this book. I've been so blessed by the example of generosity and multiplication. Multiply your God-given potential. John Bevere, the Avail team, we want to give away 2,500 books today. 2,500 books today. Now, this is the important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exp explain something. The team is about to put the link. Don't put it up yet, team. Don't, Avail team, don't put it up yet. Let me, let me mention something before we put it up. It's an extremely important deal that you got to listen to here. 
there's an opportunity to get a free book, but that's not all you're going to get for free. For 2,500 of you, not only that, it's going to come with a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, which by the way, you can see there, Mr. John Bevere on that cover. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is the multiply, got to give a potential. This is, this is not just one Avail Journal, not just one. This is a free annual subscription plus the free book. It doesn't get much better than that. Now, we have 2,500 to give away. Over 10,000 people registered and are connected on this event, right? They're registered for this event. So this is the, th this is the important thing. When you go, you're going to have the opportunity to not only get the book, but you're going to have an opportunity to have one year subscription of the Avail Journal and this amazing book. If you look at my copy, it's completely highlighted. I had an amazing birthday reading this book during a whole week. It was amazing. Here's the deal. If you check out this link, you're going to get an opportunity to see one more thing. Because not only are you going to get that for free, if you choose to upgrade to, to, the, to the upgrade bundle, there's something amazing. I have the information for you right here. There is an amazing package that if you go for it, it's worth a value of over $500. It's not just the book. It's not just this. We're talking about masterclass videos, video training for Multiply, 12-part video course by John Bevere, gifted eight-part video course by John Bevere, Godmother's six-part video course by Lisa Bevere. Who's shaking your ladder? That's why Dr. Sam likes to dance. He shakes it. Who's shaking your ladder by Dr. Sam Chan? 15-part video course, New Thinking, New Future, eight-part video course by Dr. Sam Chan, and an innovation session with Dr. Sam Chan video. Not to mention, you're going to get the book and the Art of Leadership book that just came out on behalf of Avail. Only for $89. It's worth over $500. But again, you can just get, you want to just get your book for free? There's 2,500 of them going away. So you got to click on this link to get this book. I highly recommend it for leaders. I highly recommend it men, for women. I recommend it for people who just want to grow in their generosity and their relationship with God. This impacted my life. It has blessed my life. And this Avail Journal has sharpened my leadership skills and it continues to do so. Dr. Sam Chan, great people, great leaders. Uh, you're going you're to be able to get this. 2,500, you're going to get this for free. You need the book and a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal together. And if you upgrade, check out on the bottom of that page. You can get the free part. But if you go to the bottom of that page, you're going to see all of these video masterclass video series. Multiply, 12-part video. Gifted, 8-part video by John Bevere. Godmother's 6-part video course by Lisa. Who's shaking your ladder? Come on. 15-part video course by Dr. Sam Chan. New thinking, new thinking, new future. That one changed my perspective about looking forward. Dr. Sam Chan, innovation session. And the new Art of Leadership has amazing quotes by leaders. That's from Avail. I am pumped. I'm excited. We are, we are just about to get back to Lisa, and you know, I, I, I had my whole my whole introductions prepared. If my team can help me out, can I? Can we put Lisa on the screen behind me right now? I just want to put Lisa. I know her. We did an Avail Leadership podcast together, and then she said that I was like her because I'm Hispanic and she's Italian, and we use our hands to talk. You remember that, Lisa? We're friends. My wife loves you. Her name's just Lane. We're excited. Hey, you gotta go get this book. Go get it free because over 10,000 people registered for this. Go get it now. Get the year annual subscription of the Avail Journal, okay? That's not John. That's somebody else. But check it out. Get it and upgrade. Upgrade to the bundle. Where's my music? Where's my music? Upgrade to the bundle, okay? Upgrade to the bundle, which gives you all of these masterclass video courses. John Bevere, Lisa Bevere, Sam Chand, uh, 
another book. It's all in your hands to do it. But th this is my friend, Lisa Bevere. Lisa, we want to hear a little bit from you. Before we go to Dr. Sam Chan, if you stay a little bit longer, we have more things that we're giving away here. And you might see Dr. Sam Chan do the robot. I can't promise that, but it is a possibility. Start praying. Let me see some emojis in the chat, some dancing people. Lisa, we want to get back to you. We want to hear from you right now on this Multiply 2021. What has God placed on your heart? We want to grow. We want to learn. And we want to be inspired. Wow, that was that was amazing, Virgil. I I I burnt twenty calories just watching you for one second. You know, uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to say, and I thought that I have I have four points, and I never have four points, but I felt like I needed to have points for for Dr. Sam Chan. And the first thing I want to say is, if one, we're going to have to find our focus. We're going to have to find our focus. And I love to quote other people because they make me sound really smart. So I'm going to quote Zig Ziglar here. This is what he said. He said, I don't care how much power, brilliance, or energy you have. If you don't harness it and focus it on a specific target. Now, a lot of people can focus it, but then it goes on to say, and hold it there. You're never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. Now, I believe that we're on agreement that our focus is Jesus. A few years back, maybe almost a decade ago, I had a foolish decision of buying a ninja motorcycle. And John and I got to go to motorcycle class. And one thing I learned in motorcycle class is that where you look is where you go. And so we learned, especially when you're going through a roundabout, that you gotta look where you wanna exit. You cannot look where you are in that moment. And another thing we learned is if you look down, you go down. And too many people are looking where they are in this moment, or they're looking back at how everything was before. And God is saying, I need you to look where you are headed. I need you to look where you are going. And we are a people who need to look for transformation. Hebrews chapter 12, verse two says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember, we focus on a target and we hold it there. Who both began and finished this race we're in. So we all know people who began, but it isn't how you begin. It's how you finish the race that we're in. Study how he did it. Not how, not how you know, other people did, didn't do it, but how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. You know, I love that. It says in and with. In and with means that I'm going to finish in him because I am in Christ and I'm going to finish with him. And it says, because of that exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside of God. Focus has the power to redirect our energies and our capabilities toward a goal. And our goal in a world that is screaming, be like us, is to be like him. But you can never be like someone that you are not looking at or looking to as your source. And so if we're going to multiply, we need to look at the ultimate multiplier. Jesus took 
two loaves and five fishes or all five fishes, uh, five loaves and two fishes. I can't remember what it was. But what I do remember is that he took what he had, had the people sit down, and then he broke it and multiplied it. And there is something in your life that God is saying, I need you to focus on what you have, and I need you to break it and multiply it for my glory. Jesus did these incredible things because he always was looking at what his father was doing. He only said what he heard his father say. He only did what he saw his father do. And we are going to be lost if we do not have Jesus as our focus. So first and foremost, you have to have something greater than yourself to focus on. So good. Jesus is our example. He is our beginning and he is our end. And then the next thing that you need to do is you have to take a little bit of insight from Superman. You know, I'm a boy mom, which means I barely ever watch chick flicks. Uh, John would do it with me, but my children were like, heck no. And I remember we watched this movie called Man of Steel. And in this one particular scene, they're, they're kind of thinking back to when Henry Cavill was a little boy before all of his superpowers were coming into play. And he's sitting in a classroom and his teacher is asking him a question. She's saying, come on, what's this situation? What's the capital of Kansas? And he cannot answer because he has so much information coming at him. He can hear the clock ticking. He no longer sees his teacher, he sees into his teacher. He gets on information overload and he runs out of the room, slams the door. They call for his mother. And when she shows up, he says, mama, the world is just too big. And she says to him, then make it smaller. If you want, to multiply, you need to actually make your world smaller. And don't mistake smaller for less. You're going to focus in. John talked about it. He said, this is his strength. This was Lisa's strength. I'm not a visionary. John's not a language person. But when we decided, here is the entrustment of God. Here is what I have been gifted. I'm going to edit my life. So those things can become my focus. You need to be very careful who you allow to speak into your life. Your inability to connect with everything is not a failure. It's your fail safe. You were created to connect with God. You were created to interact with people, not with something you can hold in your hand. We have an entire generation trying to discover who they are and they cannot discover who they are until they discover whose they are. And when we put everything aside and we begin to honor the sacred spaces of our life, when we get to edit those things off that take us away from the presence of God, then we can hear the whisper of God and the whisper of God will begin to call forth who we are becoming. The world will tell us who we've been or they'll stick their label on us. But God is looking for a generation who will lean into who they are becoming. And we can only discover that in the presence of God. So Jesus is our focus and we need to edit our lives. We all have a superpower. 
You need to make sure that that superpower isn't magnifying the wrong things in your life. You've got to focus in on the things that God is saying should be your focus. So, and then the third thing I thought about is I do get to write books. And when I write books, I turn them into an editor. And the editor brings back my book in a much more logical, systematic way. We all have the right to make a list. And this list, we're used to making lists of, this is what I got to do today. I don't want you to make a list of what you've got to do. I'm going to ask you to make a list of what you'll no longer do. So you can actually do the things that God is asking you to do. So this is not your to-do list. This is I won't do this anymore list. This is I'm going to understand who are my friends that John talked about, your iron sharpening iron friends, your transformational friends. And I'm going to invest in those relationships rather than just my transactional friends. That doesn't make them bad. It just means that, you know, if, if it's just a give and take. There's people that are committed to your growth and those are the people who deserve to have voice in your life. And then I want you to take a lesson from a blind man. When Addison was little, you know, John and I were not raised, uh, John more so than me. John was a, a good Catholic boy. I was just a good heathen. But I wanted my children to experience the word of God. I didn't want it to be these fragile little pages that tear. I wanted it to be living and breathing and alive for them. And so I remember one of my favorite stories to act out with Addison was the story of my favorite blind person, blind Bartimaeus. And we would, you know, kind of just give the setup and we would talk about how Jesus was in Jericho. He had this amazing meeting in Jericho. There's a crowd, there's joy, there's celebration. And there's a blind man sitting on the side of the road while Jesus has set his face like Flint to go to Jerusalem. And there's a crowd passing and Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is in the crowd. And so he begins to cry out something, something unusual. See, there are a lot of people that cried out, good teacher. And there were other peoples that cried out, rabbi. But blind Bartimaeus cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And what we may not know, but by him calling Jesus, son of David, he was declaring Jesus, the Messiah. They had known him as miracle worker. They had known him as good teacher. But this blind man is yelling out, Jesus, Messiah, have mercy on me. And the people in the crowd told him to be quiet. And here is where I love Bartimaeus. It said he just got louder. He just got louder. Because see, blind Bartimaeus knows something that you need to know. If you are ever going to multiply in your life, if you are ever going to have the relationships in your life that God wants you to have, then you need to know that the people in the crowd telling you to be quiet are not who you should be arguing with. The people in the crowd telling you to be quiet are not the ones with your answer. 
So you don't engage with the crowd. You just cry out louder for Jesus. And I love it. It says, Jesus stopped. And he said, call him. And when this blind man is called, the guy says, take heart, take heart, take heart, get up, take heart. He's calling you. And I feel like many of us are content to sit on the side of the road. And anytime we get discontent with that, people are like, shh, quiet, quiet. No, no, no. You're a woman. You're not supposed to talk. No, you're, you're wrong to think your marriage can be more. Oh, no, you're wrong. All kids go bad. You do not talk to the crowd. Cry out to Jesus. John and I have seen the faithfulness of God, not just in our ministry, but in our marriage and in our family when we cried out to Jesus instead of arguing with one another. And so I just want to encourage you that I believe that hardship and struggle is one of the biggest gifts the church ever has because obstacles do not block you from your destiny. They prepare you for it. So I don't know where the crowd is telling you to be quiet. I don't know what begging garment you've wrapped yourself in and the government says that's okay. We'll, we'll fund you for the rest of your life sitting on the roadside. You need to throw that off. You need to take heart. You need to get up and you need to follow the master because this is a season where God is going to do things that are going to astound people. And it has nothing to do with just your natural ability. It has to do with your resilience and ability to move through. What do you call it, Sam? That muddy middle, that messy middle to just get a dream and then finish in and with God. And so I'm just excited. Uh, I love that Pastor Sam would, or Dr. Sam, would invite John and I to speak to so many people that God has his hand on your life for a significant, significant impact in your realms of influence. And so, Dr. Chan, thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I've been sitting here taking notes. Oh, it's all from the Godmother book. So they're well, going to get some of this in your course when they yeah. sign up. Do you have do you have a godmother book next to you, Lisa? You can hold up. I don't, but I can walk right that way and bring it back. Yeah, let's do that. I let okay. me let, let me ramble for a couple seconds here. Uh, you know, Lisa talked about and Virgil. I'm going to throw you the ball in just a second. Mm -hmm. uh, talked about focus. I love the Superman analogy of mm -hmm. uh, make your world smaller. I really like point number three. It kind of resonates mm -hmm. with how I'm wired. Edit your life. <laughs> yeah, not a list of what you're going to do, but a list of what you're not going to do. And let me add a part B to that. And people you will never talk to again in the rest of your life. You know, <laughs> you just, just cut them out. And just get louder because there is uh, Jesus, son of David out there. Go ahead and tell us about that book and hold it up. Tell us about it. So this is a Godmother book. I turned 60 last year. And Sam, I believe that we can actually divide our world, our lives into three areas. So zero to 30, we're learning, we're growing. Then you go from 30 to 60, you're still learning, but you're not growing. You're building and you're establishing. And then 60 to however long Jesus gives us, we need to be marking some pathways and imparting the wisdom that we learned the hard way so that the next generation could go further and farther. And this is actually what I preach out of. This is a chapter in here where I literally broke down the concept 
of people who are in your corner, people who see you in pain, people who say, I know your strengths, I know your weaknesses, I'm not gonna let you quit. Those are the people that are always in the corner. And then there's people that are in the room, you know, the green room, the people that like, we'll be in your room when it's popular to be in your room, but we're not gonna be in your room when it's not popular to be in your room anymore. And they've come in and out of your life and you don't wanna be mean, you don't wanna be cruel, but you don't want to attach your heart to those people. You don't want to have an expectation on a transactional relationship that you can with somebody that you can that you know would steward your heart well. And and then there is your neighbor. And Jesus said you love the neighbor, you know, as yourself. But my neighbor is not a virtual community that I cannot see. The neighbor is the people that are in my world and under my influence. And I should never allow someone outside of my house to have more influence than the people inside of my house. And so I have to be the gatekeeper and the guardian of what comes into my house and what comes into my mind and what comes into my heart, because those are all things that I'm going to answer the stewardship on. And so um, I took the idea of godmothers because the early church had godparents and those godparents adopted them, walked alongside of them, came in, uh, came in across their paths at the hardest points and turned their hardship into times of triumph and uh, finding God in the moments. So that's wow. it. Wow, thank you so much. You know, I see John smiling. Maybe he'll write a book called Godfathers. He's not Sicilian. He doesn't get to. <laughs> you don't like me. <laughs> uh, Virgil, you want to you wanna run away with that? Yeah, for sure. I just, I just want to say, uh, John and Lisa, this is so awesome. I mean, everybody who's connected right now in this Zoom chat, you can just see the chat going crazy, like amening, and yes, this is so good. I'm even taking a peek here at Facebook. People are just in. They're leaning in. We're just so thankful for the gift that God has placed in both of you uh, to just bring them a timely message, a relevant message. Thank you for sharing that, uh, um, your book. And you just mentioned, Lisa, how there's part of the Godmother's uh, video course that's part of kind of what we're offering right now. So let me just mention, for everybody connected right now, if you didn't hear it, maybe maybe you were disconnected or maybe you just came on. This is the new book, Multiply Your God-Given Potential by John Bevere. It's hot. It's hot off the press. We are doing an amazing offer right now where you can get it for free. I don't know if we've already given away the 2500 but I think it's worth giving it a try. If you go there, you're going to get the book and you're going to get a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal. Free annual subscription, Virgil, by the way. Virgil, can I say something? Yes. So my staff did something pretty funny. Uh, last October or September, they put this Avail magazine on my desk. And I'm looking through it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is a really well done magazine. <laughs> so then my assistant walks in, she goes, what do you think of that magazine? I said, it is really good. They said, well, they want you to be on the cover in January. I said, oh my gosh, it's Sam Chan, isn't it? So <laughs> anyway, it is amazingly well done magazine. So I don't want you to lighten that point to get a full subscription to avail is amazing. So I just want to tell everybody that. Thank you, John. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for that pick, that cover really looks good. I wish I could be wherever you are. I wish I could be there with you. That's, just enjoying that's right by my home. That's right by my home. Right. No, it's where we ride bikes by the chickens. Yes. <laughs> All right. So 
Dr. Sam, we should do a date and, and we should go to Colorado and make this thing happen. Hey, everybody connected, get the book, get the free annual subscription, which means you're going to get four of these. You're never going to want to throw them away because they're that beautiful. By the way, there's more because if you do an upgrade bundle, over $500 value, you're going to get it for only 89 bucks. It's going to be the Multiply Your God-Given Potential book. We talked about it. It's going to be the other uh, Art of Leadership book that just came out. Great quotes from leaders all over the place. Also, you're going to get access. Check this out. Multiply, 12-part video series by John Bevere. Gifted, eight-part video course by John Bevere. Godmother's, six-part video course by Lisa Bevere. Who's Shaking Your Ladder? 15-part course by Dr. Sam Chan. New thinking, new future, eight-part video course by Sam Chan. Hey, there's one more thing, John, Lisa, Dr. Sam, that I want to mention, okay? There's a special thing. I just became aware of this recently. This is kind of like a, an exclusive. This is going to be something that only is limited to 100 people. We're asking you to consider joining our eight-week journey to exponential growth, Multiply 2021 Mastermind Group. This is a cohort that is limited to only 100 participants. What is it, you ask? An up close and personal with John and Sam in coaching mentoring environment where they're going to talk into a journey of exponential growth. You're going to see what you can expect when you go to this link that's coming up. It's going to be an amazing journey. Eight keys that will help you grow, multiply, and maximize. Let me just give you a little taste of this. Week one, why pain is essential to your journey, Dr. Sam Chan. Week two, connect the dots. That's also in this book. John Bevere, week three, the secret to increasing your capacity. I love that, Dr. Sam Chan. Week four, grace and gifts by John Bevere. Week five, the most powerful weapon you have. I already want to get to week five and I haven't started. Week six, strategic ideas by John Bevere. Week seven, tension can make you a better leader, Dr. Sam Chan. And week eight, connect the dots. This is going to be an exclusive cohort, only 100 spots. I think it's going to be done probably in a few minutes here. This is for high-level leaders. This is for people who want to go to the next level. This is an eight-week journey. Multiplymastermind.com. You're going to see that link by our team right now. Multiplymastermind.com. An amazing journey. This is a coaching cohort up close and personal with John Bevere and with Dr. Sam Chan. I'm pumped. I already want to get started. Can we finish this so I can start that? No, I'm just kidding. We got something else that we want to do right now. And, and I'll just say, man, I, have, I was wait. I was counting the days to hear a little bit more from John's heart on the new book, Multiply Your God-Given ta- uh, Potential. I'm so pumped that we got to hear a little bit from Lisa and Godmothers because, man, you guys just knocked the ball out of the park. And right now, I just want to thank our gracious Kind of, kind of, kind of the one, the glue putting it all together. Dr. Sam Chand, I want to hear from you and, and everybody. There's something else we're going to offer you after Dr. Sam shares a teaching with us. So don't go anywhere. First of all, Dr. Sam, we want to hear from you right now. Can, can we show the picture? Can my team put up the picture? There he is. That's my, that's my friend, the one and only, El Doctor Samuel Chand. Dr. Sam, if you'd like to open up with the robot, you can do so. If not, you can go right to the teaching. All right. So I'm going to take no more than three minutes and try to uh, see if I can tie it together for everything that we've talked about into three words that you apply to yourself. Here are the three words. They all start with the letter D. You ready? Discover, develop, deploy. Discover, develop, 
deploy. So wherever you are watching, I saw people watching us from the Philippines and New Zealand and Australia and all different countries in South Africa, and of course, all of the United States when those uh, things were coming through. So let's all say it together. Let's all say it together. Number one is discover. Discover. Number two is develop. Develop. And number three is deploy. Deploy. So that's those are the three points. Here we go. Here we go. 30 seconds on each one of them. You discover what God has placed in your life. Just, dis just discovering that. So when John heard from God saying, write a book, it, 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 it reminded me when you told the story of uh, John, the revelator in the Isle of Patmos. You know, he's on Alcatraz. They don't have Wi-Fi there. And God says to him, write a book. Well, who's going to read it? Write it. Well, how am I going to get it off this island to the mainland? Write it. Well, you know, I've never written a book before. Just write it. And so you got to discover what it is about you. And I think Lisa, in her point, when she talked about focus, is just so very, very important because in our world, we are so distracted, so distracted. I mean, even as you, as you, many of you, as you've been watching us, have been working on your phones as well, have been, have been doing this, that, the other. We live in a distracted world. But you, when you discover what God has placed in this planet for and not listen to the other voices, as all of us have talked about, but focus on what God has called you. I love that Superman story. Make your world smaller. huh? So, so discover what you are placed to do. Number two is develop. John did not get... And Lisa did not get their millions of books by not developing the way they think, developing how they process what God says to them, developing their prayer life, developing their Bible study life, developing relationships, developing. When he talks about that app that made that uh, millions of dollars, well, that came from developed relationships. You know, it didn't just... So, so you discover and then you develop what God has given to you. If you're a communicator, develop that communication skills. If you're a writer, develop that writing skill. Whatever you're doing, you have to develop what God has given you. He gives you the raw material yes. and then you have to work at it to develop it, develop it, develop it. It's, it's crazy. People walk up to us all the time and say, I want to do what you do. And I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But they have no idea the hell I've been through. They have no idea the, the, the places that John was talking about, the food you eat and the places you go, and the middle seats for those long 15-hour rides. I mean, it is everything looks glam glamorous on the platform when you're holding up your book. <laughs> but nobody knows what it took to get to that platform. So development is going to be a, a maturing process. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. You're going to have disappointments. You're going to have joys. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have peace. You're going to have all those things at the same time going on in life. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night excited in cold sweats. I mean, it's just how life is. But that's part of the development. So you discover, you develop, and then you deploy. I know a lot of people who aim, 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 but never pull the trigger. You got to deploy it somewhere. So someone says, well, I have no place to deploy it. I remember I started my preaching career on a, on a street corner in nursing homes and in jail ministry. You know, and so now I show up on platforms. Now John and Lisa show up on platforms. People have no idea of where you started. 
but you got to deploy your gift somewhere, somehow. So if you have a book in you, don't be looking for a publisher. Don't be trying to make it a bestseller. Just write the book, deploy it, put paper and pencil together. Uh, well, keyboard, whatever you have to do, just deploy that gift because the more you deploy the gift, your muscles get stronger and stronger. And so the cycle is like discover, develop, deploy, discover, develop, deploy, discover, develop, deploy, discover, develop, deploy. And pretty soon you will start saying to yourself, I think I hear God in this. And so I want everyone who has been watching us, listening to us, and just thank you, John. Thank you, Lisa. I mean, you all are just crazy world changers. And I'm not just saying that to say that you really are. I've been, you know, been with you and I love you, but you didn't get to where you are overnight. It started with a discovery constant development, and then deployment of what God has given to you. So if you have been watching us tonight, take to heart, discover, develop, deploy. Virgil, take it away. Hey, wow. drop the mic, mic emoji somewhere in the chats. Uh, love this. So good. Thank you, Dr. Sam Chant. Let me, let me just summarize for everybody the offers because this has been a power-packed Multiply 2021 conference. Uh, um, before we kind of say goodbye to John, Lisa, and Dr. Sam, let me just remind everybody the offers, including the free ones. You can get John Bevere's new book, Multiply Your God-Given Potential, for free. But you can't take it for free unless you also take the Avail Journal annual subscription for free. Together. Pe like peanut butter and jelly. It belongs together. You're going to get them both together, okay, for free. The link is there, but when you go to that page to get them, you're going to see an interesting upgrade to the Masterclass Bundle. And let me tell you why this is the best Masterclass Bundle I've ever seen. It's because it's not just the new book with the Multiply 12-part video course by John Bevere. It's also going to include the gifted eight-part video course by John Bevere. It's going to include the Godmother's six-part video course by Lisa Bevere. It's going to include Who's Shaking Your Ladder, 15-part video course by Sam Chan. It's going to include New Thinking, New Future, eight-part video course by Dr. Sam Chan, the Innovation Session with Sam Chan. It's also going to include the Art of Leadership, Leader Quote Book, a value of over $500 for only 89 bucks. That's the Masterclass bundle upgrade. Now, we also talked about something that's never, that they've never done before. Dr. Sam and John have never done this before. And we're talking about the eight-week journey to exponential growth. You can sign up. You can be one of only 100 people. It's limited. Only 100 people that can sign up for Multiply 2021 Mastermind Group Cohort. Only 100 leaders of leaders that are going to jump into this, are going to be able to jump into this up close and personal journey with John and with Sam in a coaching, mentoring style environment where they're going to walk you through a journey of exponential growth. You're going to see so much. You're going to check this out. They're putting the link right now. Our team is putting the link, multiplymastermind.com. It's going to be a great opportunity. They've never done this. This is going to be great. 100 people are going to get in. Are you going to be one of those 100? I hope that you are, check out the link. Let me just mention as well, a little bit earlier, kind of as a goodbye gift. Uh, we mentioned this a little earlier, but you might not have been on a little goodbye gift. I wanna mention that there's a free download we're giving you 
of Dr. Sam Chan's book, 52 Tuesdays with Sam Chan. This is the physical version, which I have. I also have the Spanish one, 52 Martes con el Dr. Sam Chan. But this is going to be an e-version, an e-book. You get free access to it. The link is coming up right now. I don't know how much more generous you can get than John and Lisa Bevere, Messenger International, and Dr. Sam Chan and Avail Leadership. All right, everybody. Uh, maybe we can just get a final word from the three of you. Uh, um, maybe, Lisa, we can start with you. Um, any final comments for everybody who's connected right now? Yes. Um, I, I've, some people are asking about the Godmother book. And, hey, listen, I'm not part of that cohort, but you can go to the Messenger app and you can listen to the audiobook for free. So I want you to know the Godmother's audiobook is free and you can listen to that. But uh, the other, if you want to get the book book, you got to go to Amazon or wherever books are sold, or you can just download the book as an ebook. So anyway, Dr. Sam Chan, I love what you said. I love this idea of discover. I love this idea of develop. And I love this idea of deploy. And um, I think it's also very fun that I get to see my husband, who I've not seen for a while, and uh, get to look how good, cute he is in his little fire. And uh, thank you for sewing so well into our world. Uh, when we were, I want to say it's 15 years ago, um, we're fruit of you. And our sons are fruit of you. And I just have to do a mom brag and then I'll shut up. Uh, I do believe that the Avail magazine actually features Arden Bevere's book, Redefined, in it. So thank you so much. Um, the link to the Godmother's audio, it's in the Messenger X app. So somebody's asking, that's all I've got. So, that's, that's awesome. Thank you, Lisa, for your contribution. Uh, John, I want to go to you before we go to Dr. Sam Chan. And one more amazing offer, which is kind of crazy. I don't get it how Dr. Sam is doing this. But John, we're so proud of you and we just honor you as well. This book is such an inspiration, such a blessing. Thank you for writing it. Last comments. Virgil, first of all, you are amazing, and I have enjoyed listening to you tonight. Um, secondly, I just want to say quickly, for those of you that are going to go get the Godmother's audiobook on Messenger X, you can go to the App Store on Apple and just type out Messenger X. Don't put a space between the R and the X, just all one, Messenger X. Or if you have an Android, you can go to Google Play. Now, let me say this. Sam Chan came to our office years and years ago. We were a very young ministry. And he, I knew that this man, you know, to get him to come and serve, you had to pay a lot of money. But Sam said, I love John and Lisa Bevere, and he sewed into us. And we have been so grateful for that. And so you have two organizations led by these leaders that our passion is to see your life maximized, to see you walk in all your God-given potential. Because of that, Sam and his team are generously giving. This is absolutely amazing to give away 2,500 books. Hey, if you go to Barnes and Nobles tomorrow and you buy the X book, you're paying $22.95. Do you understand? This is not our generosity. This is Sam's generosity. So he is the one that said, I care about leaders. There's something in this book. Well, there's not just something. There, are, there is wisdom in this book to cause people to greatly expand. And I know that. 
there's a guy on my team that has read all 22 books that I've written. And he looked at me and he said, John, without a doubt, this is the best book God has given you. My oldest son sat down in one day and read 270 pages of Messenger X. I said, come on, you read the whole book in one sitting. He said, I did get up twice to go to the bathroom. He said, dad, I think it's one of your best. And so for this organization to give away 2,500 books, folks, please take advantage of it because I'm excited, because I know it's a word from heaven. My name's on it only because I was the first guy to get to read it. It's a message from God for this very hour. And yet God found an organization led by a leader who's one of the most generous men I know, and he decided to give it away. So don't take advantage of it. And if you upgrade to the bigger package, I did the 20 lessons the 12 lessons in our studio on multiplication, the eight lessons on gifted. Let me tell you, they were really powerful. Why? I just felt the spirit of God speaking through my mouth the entire time. And he wasn't doing it for me. He was doing it for you. Anything that we do with the gifts of God that he's given us, it's not for us. It is for you. We want to see you reach your God-given potential. So it's been a great honor and a privilege Sam, to be on with you. I love laboring with you. You have no idea how much Lisa and I respect, love, honor, and value you. So thank you again. And Virgil, you're the bomb, brother. I love you. <laughs> Gracias, amigo. Thank you so much. Uh, before we close off with some final comments from Dr. Sam, uh, John and Lisa, we love you guys. We're so proud of you. We're thankful for you. Uh, may, may God continue to use you and your family. I think, I think that that the next generation of reviewers is probably going to just way outdo what you guys have done. And that's what we all want for our, our next generations. Dr. Sam, as we close up, I want to remind everybody of a, of a deal, an offer that you came up with last year during COVID. Okay. And another reason why I'm thankful, Dr. Sam, is because not only have you offered this in English, your team has offered this in Spanish. And I got my people in South America and Central America. And I got pastors who need practical, relevant leadership. You know, I'm a pastor. You know, I'm pastoring a church here in South Florida, Dr. Sam. We are vertical church, Iglesia Vertical. We are one church, two languages. So everything we need, we need them both. And you've done this. You've offered this. It's the Sam Chan Leadership Institute. Pay what you can. What? Call the police. This What? Pay what you can. Dr. Sam, you're telling people that they can do the Sam Chan Leadership Institute, which is 12 months worth of curriculum, videos, teaching, books, for whatever they can pay? Well, that's that's true. That is true. I don't know what I was smoking, but uh, that is that is what exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, simply, we want to help people. That's all we want to do. So I have a Sam Chan Leadership Institute, 12 months, 12 books, digital, digital books or hard copies, whichever one you want. Uh, four videos a month that teach that book. At the end, you get a certificate from the Sam Chan Leadership Institute. And why do we do that? Same reason uh, John and Lisa gave away 41 million books and the reason they've created the app to wow. in 111 languages. Uh, I mean, the, the same reason. Uh, if you go to my website, samjan.com, you'll see my vision statement. My vision statement is my X factor or my multiplication factor. My vision statement really three words, helping others succeed. That's it, helping others succeed. And I have found, that living life for others always comes back to you. So I am, so I appreciate all the thanks and appreciation, and I really receive that with the great honor that's being given. But I also know that 
helping others is what life is really all about. So my multiplication factor is very, very simple. And that is why we do the Sam Chan Leadership Institute. Uh, so anyone, you just go there. I don't know. You'll tell us the website, but people can go there. It is whatever. And we know there's no pushback, no negotiation. In fact, uh, over the last year, over the last 11 months, over the last 11 months, we've given away over 4 million US dollars in scholarship. Wow. So uh, it is... Uh, it is just a blessing to us to bless others. And that's why we do that, not to get accolades, but to simply say, uh, that is what the Lord put us, put us on this. So the more the more I do this, you know, the more it all comes back, pressed down, shaken together. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, John, for just who you are. I know, I know you do so much. But it all your what flows out of you. Who and you are just stellar human beings, just just wonderful, wonderful people. And just want you to know that Sam Chan loves John and Lisa Bevere, and all all of us do. So before we get all mushy and everything like that, uh, Virgil, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks on the East Coast for hanging with us a little later than normal on the West Coast. Thanks for hanging with us. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. Hey, if you had a good time on the Zoom chat, can you just put this was good on the Facebook chat? Put this was bueno. Make it bilingual there. I like that. Um, we are so pumped, so thankful for an amazing conference, Multiply 2021. Uh, my name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the Avail Media host. I, I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, where we are one church, two languages. Hey, by the way, go to Avail page. Go to theartofleadership.com. All these links are there for you. Take it. The book, get, get, Get John's new book, please. Get the Avail Journal for an annual subscription. Get the SCLI, the Sam Chan Leadership Institute, right now for whatever you can pay. I mean, come on. You have to think about You don't even have to pray about that one. Thank you for being with us. I want to put some music to finish off here. We love you guys. On behalf of the Avail team, thank you for being with us. Do the robot wherever you are. We love you guys. Thank you, John. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Dr. Sam. My time, the Avail team, we love you guys. Stay connected with us. Great things are up ahead. Remember, multiply. You've got to give a purpose. We love you. Thank you for joining us for this Multiply 2021 event replay on the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this insightful discussion with Dr. Sam Chand, as well as John and Lisa Bevere. Thank you again to our sponsors who made this event possible. Operation Christmas Child by Samaritan's Purse. You can find them at samaritanspurse.org forward slash OCC, as well as Thomas Nelson and the Abide Bible, abidebible.com and the Pastor Fish app by Elfenworks Productions at ministrants.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm Virgil Sierra, and we thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. <laughs>